it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you're listening to Investing for Beginners, then you probably care about money and learning how to make a good relationship with your finances. Everyone's Talking Money is hosted by money wellness expert and certified financial planner, Shauna Game. Everyone's Talking Money focuses on relevant, inclusive, and forward-thinking conversations around money. Hear about the money topics you need to know, such as ways to train your brain to reach money goals, why you should ditch your budget and start tracking your cash, and everything you need to know about paying off student loans. Simple steps to start investing as a side hustle, ways to invest in rental real estate, how to overcome money trauma, and so much more. With over 900 episodes, there's a show for any and every money question you have. I'm a big fan of Shauna's as well. She has a relatable style and soothing voice that takes some of the stress surrounding money. Shauna really speaks to the listener and never ends in an episode without actionable tips. I recently listened to the episode, Stop Stressing Over Your Money, a simple budgeting solution, where she talks about her simple, easy one, two, three system for budgeting. It helped me a lot. Are you ready to learn everything about money that no one has taught you? Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Everyone's Talking Money podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Finally, step-by-step premium investment guidance for beginners. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern to decode industry jargon, silence crippling confusion, and help you overcome emotions by looking at the numbers. Your path to financial freedom starts now. All right, folks. Well, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. This is episode 61. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about personal finance today. Andrew has a disclaimer he wanted to discuss before we get started. So, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and chat a little bit? Sure. So, real quick, um, I know there's like varying degrees of experience level with people who listen to us. So, I would say... We're definitely going like super into the basics for the next couple of weeks. I would say if it's stuff that's going to kind of bore you or if it's stuff that you already know, uh, definitely go through our archives uh, and we get into more of the nitty gritty and into the stocks and individual stocks and uh, accounting and stuff like that in those. Uh, But, you know, Dave and I had a lot of fun last week talking about uh, some of the basics and personal finance and uh, figured we'd turn it into a little bit of a series. So we're going to do, you know, we're going to call last week's Personal Finance 101 and we'll call this one 102 and make a couple of episodes that way. So there was a lot of fanfare when we did the Back to the Basics uh, Part 1 through 5 series. So this is going to be kind of similar, but for personal finance. Uh, you know, we'll try to throw in s- 
some more advanced things, but I would just say go through the archives. I know when I used to check out podcasts and, and some of the other ones, um, there was a, a big one that I remember I listened through every single episode in the archive and that really helped me out. And I've done that for investing, entrepreneurship, and uh, whenever there's like a skill I wanted to learn. So I always thought the archives were like a valuable resource. And, and you know, uh, we got stuff on our blogs and stuff like that too, if if you are just dying for content. But for now, uh, that's where we're going to head. And uh, yeah, let's talk about last week we were kind of talking about some things that we would do some things we would say to our five-year-olds and, and try to give them some concept of, of money and making money, investing money, all those sorts of things. So we kind of talked about the importance of building a business, building assets, uh, but we didn't say how to do that specifically. So I was going to say, you know, Dave, what would you say is the first step if we do now want to take our discussion from last week and yep. start building assets and how do we do that in the adult world? Uh, well, I think the, the easiest thing is to start a savings account. That's probably rule number one is to start saving money, learning how to save money. And we talked a little bit about that last week with what we're going to do with our daughters. And I know that I've talked to my daughter, Sadie, about that numerous times. And she's starting to kind of take to it that, as a matter of fact, last week when I gave her her earnings, uh, she took $2 of it and went ahead and set it aside. And I didn't even have to tell her that. It was kind of cool. So I, I think the first thing is is setting up a savings account, you know, starting to save money and putting money aside, whether you are 14 years old or 24 years old. I think that's so critical to have extra money. There was a, a tweet going around earlier this week where there was a study done that said, I think it was 75% of Americans have less than $400 in a quote unquote emergency fund. So if your car breaks, your tire blows out, you know, you have some sort of medical emergency, you break a tooth or something like that, that you, the, the average American doesn't have any money saved. And I can tell you from firsthand experience working in the banking world for those years, that is right on the money. There is lots and lots of people that have nothing. They have no money saved. They live paycheck to paycheck. Some of some of it's their own doing. You know, they just they live above their means. But some people they just aren't earning enough money, and it's really hard for them to save. And so it's more of a challenge for them. And you know, depending on which camp you're in, you know, it, there are ways to get a, go about doing it and learning how to do those things. But I think for me, that's one of the the easiest ways to get started with building an asset. What are your thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, I love it. Um, you brought up the banking world. It reminds me, because when I was in high school, I had a couple different jobs, but I worked as a bank teller. So I had some exposure to the banking world as well. And I guess it's funny in a way, because I guess my experience there is more in tune with like everybody else's regular everyday experience. But then when I started getting into investing and personal finance and stuff like that, kind of open my eyes to like a, a different world. Uh, but I think a lot of people who maybe didn't, you know, maybe they're lucky they stumbled on our podcast and we can kind of help them out. But uh, there's just a lot of different accounts that aren't really talked about. So like, for example, uh, you mentioned savings accounts. When I was in the banking world, I felt like, and I don't know if this is a 
early 2000s thing or or if, or if this is just a cause of of being inside like a consumer bank but a lot of people either had or talk about like money market accounts uh they talk about CDs and, and you know this might actually have something to do with interest rates too and the way they've been just rock bottom but i always remembered kind of growing up was this idea of well, if you do have a savings account, it's a good idea to to have like a money market account. And that was kind of seen as like, quote unquote, investing because you did get some sort of interest rate. But, you know, the thing about like a money market account is, is there's risk involved with that. And it's not really investing. So I don't know. So I saw things like money market accounts. Obviously, you have regular checking and savings accounts, too. But, you know, there there's accounts like IRAs and Roth IRAs, which... When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access, wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money. Not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. I guess it doesn't really get talked about too much on the consumer side unless you go to a personal banker and maybe you know more about that side. But I know like from the teller standpoint, it was you have a checking account, you have a savings account. And then some people would sometimes have a, a CD, maybe six months, nine months, 12 months, or they would have a money market account, um, but nothing that actually you would want to have 
like for example uh for my daughter i have like a 529 account set up for her which is not only savings account but you can also buy stocks you can't buy individual stocks but you basically buy these mutual funds which I don't even know if it's a mutual fund or ETF, but basically they're buying stocks for you. And then it has like tax benefits as well. So that's like the, 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 those are all huge advantages that come with these specialized accounts. And if people aren't aware that they're out there, uh, that then you're really missing out on, on a huge kind of setup for the rest of your financial future. And so just like they have uh, a variance and there's a difference between just having a regular savings account and having a 529. Well, there's also differences between a regular savings account and an IRA and a Roth IRA. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I mean, you know, the 529 plan is such a great tool to help save for your daughter's uh, college education someday. And what a lot of people don't know, what's kind of cool about the, the these accounts, and if you're not familiar with what a 529 is, it's a, it's a tax deferred, I guess is the easy way to put it. It's a tax deferred account that your child can use when they're ready to go to school. Then they can use any of those monies for any sort of financial, um, not financial, I'm sorry, uh, anything that's related to school, whether it's books, whether it's dorms, whether it's uh, feeding themselves, you know, just about anything. And what's kind of cool about it is, is that, for example, let's say that grandma, grandpa always give you 20 bucks every year for your birthday. You can, they can, make a deposit into your 529 for you as it, as their gift. And it doesn't cost them anything and it doesn't hurt you. And it's a great way to save money and earn more than, you know, most banks right now, you know, as we're talking about savings accounts, a savings account to me, if you're in a brick and mortar bank is not, or not a credit union is not a place where you want to park a lot of money because you're going to lose money just by the sheer fact of uh, inflation. And, so when you're using a savings account, it's a great place to learn to save money and set set money aside for a quote unquote rainy day and having that kind of cushion, if you will, or safety net, however you want to think about it or put it. When we're talking about a 529, that's more of a separate account that you would use. to. it's only to be used for educational purposes. If you want to go buy a car with that money, you're going to get taxed on it hard. And so it, it needs to be part of your plan for sure. And they're a great tool, but those are things that you can set up through your, just about any bank and they're super easy to use. And it's another way of building an asset for your, for your kid. And, you know, cause this can help them save money when they go to school, whether they go to Harvard or whether they go to the local community school, it can be used for any educational purpose. So they're a fantastic tool to use for those things. Hey, you, what's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's free ebook at stockmarketpdf.com. You won't regret it. Yeah, and I know like I opened one online and it took maybe five minutes. So it's it's a super simple thing. I guess I did have already already like an online account with Merrill Edge, but definitely it's it's something that that's worthwhile just even from a tax savings standpoint with with the whole tax deferral thing. I would say another account that's really useful, which I kind of alluded to, would be the IRAs and the Roth IRAs. So. Those are going to be, they have like 
limitations as far as where your income is. So once you start making too much, then uh, you might not qualify for them. But and they also have like caps on how much you can put in per year. But the way that these work, we're always talking about stocks and, and we're always talking about, you know, dividends and all those sorts of things. I feel like we don't talk about like setting those up properly. And I think if you're an average investor and you're somebody who's on the right mentality of wanting to build assets, wanting to build a cash flow income stream and wanting to grow your wealth over time and, and eventually reach financial freedom, you absolutely have to have IRA and Roth IRA if if you're in the income brackets that qualify. Uh, so, so there are some differences between those two accounts, but the basic huge thing about them is, is if you're in the traditional, you're getting tax deferred. And if you're in the Roth, um, you're paying up front, but you're not paying taxes on the back end. So whichever one you're picking, you are getting uh, a, a huge tax benefit. And not only does that um, apply to like your funds, but it's so it's when I say tax benefit, what that means is when you buy and sell a stock, if you sell a stock and you made a profit on it, you're going to have to pay taxes to the IRS. So it's like right out the gate, you kind of feel like you're already in a losing proposition because it's hard enough to to make money on stocks as it is, right? And then when you see the government say, well, thanks for playing, and then they take some some of your money on top of that, that, that really doesn't feel good. But when you have something like a Roth IRA, every single sell that, you, that you're making, every profit you're picking up, you're not getting taxed on that. So especially as as time accumulates and as your trades accumulate that can make a huge difference at the very end and so that's a huge thing and the same i don't know if you because i haven't done it personally where i would go into like a brick or mortar bank and, and open one but for a fact i know that they have online brokers same 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 concept same idea um so i i personally bank with bank of america i have merrill edge linked up with that and i don't remember how i got set up with that that might have been through the brick and mortar but uh when i wanted to get some new online accounts i went to TradeKeen and i opened up an ira and again it took maybe five minutes i opened up a roth ira linked it up online to my bank of america online banking and within a couple business days i was able to transfer funds from b of a to so now it, it used to be called Trakey. Now it's Ally because they bought them out. But able to just put funds like that just straight on the computer, just like you would pay a bill. Um, so it's it's very simple, very easy. And then you can be buying a stock like as soon as that money's in your account. And I think kind of seeing how how easy that process is can kind of take some of the like if if it's kind of a scary thing or if it's kind of intimidating, I think that kind of helps take a little bit of the edge off just knowing how simple of a process it is. Um, but it's something that, you know, no company is going to open this for you. Like even if you have like 401ks, but those are different from IRAs. Uh, an IRA is kind of just something you need to do on your own and, and you want to make sure you're funding it as much as you can. And then, you know, after you hit like a contribution limit, then maybe you, you have a regular brokerage account where you pay regular taxes. But I think definitely, 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 if you're a beginner and, and you don't know much about personal finance or investing, uh, get yourself an IRA and, and link that up and make your investments in there within the contribution limits. 
and it's really going to go far. And the way I kind of like to see it is, um, it's just like opening another checking account. Like it's not like it's not like the end all be all where you just have to have a checking account, a savings account, and that's it. Um, you can have multiple accounts in all these different places, and and everything's going to be fine. So just open one and see how simple it is, and then you can just start buying stocks from there. Yeah, I love that. Then it's it is that easy. It really takes almost no time at all to to open an account uh, online with one of these online brokerages, or if your bank offers a brokerage account and that's something that you feel more comfortable doing, it really takes you know very very little time to do. And like Andrew said, after a few days, you can transfer money from your account, your bank, into the brokerage account, and you can start buying and selling stuff. And I absolutely agree with what he was saying about whether, you know, having a, a traditional and a Roth. And yes, you can walk into a bank and you can open a, an IRA uh, with a, your brick and mortar bank. You can do it in a savings account or you can do it with a CD. Although I, at this point with the interest rates being the way they are, I don't know that that would necessarily be the greatest idea, but you certainly can do it if that's something that you want to and you're comfortable with that. And it's just as easy as opening a checking and savings account. Really, the only issue is is that with either account, they they're going to want to know what beneficiaries you have. You know, so if something happens to you, where do you want the money to go? And that's you know something that you know you need to think about as well. And one thing I wanted to mention too about when we're talking a little bit about IRAs, uh, your four hundred one k also will offer IRAs as well. So you will have the option in your 401k of having a traditional or a Roth. So the investments that you you make through your business or the your your employer makes quote unquote for you, you will also have the choice of whether you want to put those in a Roth or a traditional. And they're the contribution limits are different in the 401k than they are in the personal accounts. So just kind of keep that in mind. But those are all great things to kind of keep in mind as you're kind of going along and starting to build your assets because, you know, it starts with learning how to save money. And, you know, it can start as young as six years old. And as you get older, you're going to learn, you're going to continue that habit. And, you know, when you start to get of age where you can actually start investing on your own and start putting that money away, that's, you know, a great tool to have in your toolbox is having that habit of, of being able to save money and take, you know, looking at your paycheck and taking part of that and putting it away for your future. And if that's something that you can develop at, a, at an early age, at a young age, you're a thousand miles ahead of just about everybody else out there. And it will pay huge dividends, no pun intended, maybe kind of intended a little bit, but it'll pay huge dividends as you go forward in your life. And I guess one asset that I wanted to talk about too, depending on, you know, what your age is, you know, if you're a 22 year old or, you know, an oldster like Andrew, uh, you're going to have time as your biggest asset. You have so much time and we've talked about compounding and all the power that it has. The younger you start, the more power you're going to have and the more as that is an asset to you when you're an old fogey like i am at 51 years old then i don't have as much time you know i mean yes we are living longer and yes i'm going to probably work longer because of that but the the point is is that you know andrew started you know at a great age and he's got those 40 or 50 years to you know accumulate this massive amount of wealth and i'm really envious that he started this young and 
you know, that's really a huge asset that you need to leverage as you are going forward with life. And I can't, can't, I can't encourage you enough to, no matter what your age is, is to start saving money. There's a huge crisis looming out there and people are not talking about this and people do not have money saved for their retirement at all. And one of the things that Andrew and I really, really encourage everybody and hope that you guys take this to heart is that this is something that you can set yourself up for life. And, you know, Andrew's doing it with his e-letter and he's, you know, showing everybody step-by-step what he's doing. And, you know, it's, it's a great tool and it's a great habit to, to really start. And I just can't encourage you enough. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap up our discussion today on personal finance and building assets. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. This is something you guys really need to take to heart. And I hope you learned something. And if you guys have any questions, please let us know. Go out there and invest with a margin of safety. Emphasis on the safety. You guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com.